Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Abundant Living for Moms. Welcome to the month of April. It's the first day of April 2022. And I hope your first quarter of the year has gone really well. And I hope you're ready for the rest of the year. And no matter how your year started off, guess what? You control it and you can make your life look like you want it to. So today I'm sharing something that's really, really close to my heart. Um, I'm going to be talking about what I've learned 10 years of running my own business, moving from passion to purpose to profit. And, you know, when I started my business as a digital um, entrepreneur, I started out as a mommy blogger. And I look back now and I think, you know, this is 10 years of moving through the journey of being a mommy blogger and becoming a digital CEO. So that's my journey. It's called Mommy Blogging to Digital CEO. How did I do it? How am I still here 10 years later? And how is it that, you know what, I've found my connection. I found what I'm meant to be doing. And the only way I was able to explore this side of me and do the things that I never thought I could do was because I did to start. I did <laughs> to even give it a shot, to step out there, to face my fears, to face my uncertainty and go and do it anyway, right? And I think sometimes that's what really life needs from us. It needs for us to show up and decide that I'm going to try something. And in my view, I had never done this before. I didn't have a model per se that I was following. I certainly didn't know that mommy blogging could become a full business. And when I started it, I didn't even know it was called blogging, right? So sometimes the best way to grow is to just start doing something because it's on your heart to do it. And you just don't know where it's going to take you. Right. I come across, I came across a concept recently called Ikigai. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. And it's a concept around the intersection between what you love to do, what the world needs and what you're good at. And if you just think about it as a Venn diagram, so those are three different circles, what you love to do, what the world needs, what you're good at. And then you add one more, which is what you can be paid for. And for me, that's really how this journey started, right? What did I love doing? What did I feel the world needed? What was I good at? And that evolved into what can you be paid for? And that's really my journey. And I think I want to share it with you today because it's very easy to look back and think, Someone seems to have achieved all this success or somebody is known for something specific in a particular industry or niche and you think they had a clear path and they had a clear way that they got there. And many times it's not the case. One of my pastimes is to read a lot of books and I love reading books, um, memoirs. I love reading books about people who've created things in the world, who've, who've become well-known names for products, for example, or services or companies they've built. And I love reading it because I'm unpacking who they are, their upbringing, how they got to where they got to, and the lessons learned along the way. And there's no one I've read so far, and I've read a lot of them. Because my interest is in tech and digital, I find that a lot of the books I've read along these lines are the books about you know, the founders of Google and Netflix and Alibaba and um, you know, companies like that. And every time I read these books, I'm always amazed at seeing or at least getting a glimpse of how they went through their, you know, iteration and innovation process, 
right there's also a book i read recently called messy the messy middle i'm going to drop links to all these books by the way and do and in that book the main takeaway really was that the middle is messy right when you start something it's pretty exciting right it's exciting to start there's a freshness there's a newness right um at the end an end many times could either be maybe your company becomes a unicorn or you're acquired or you have features in the news and you are on tv who knows what your success looks like but the truth is that that middle part where you're trying to figure it all out sometimes just it can be messy and when it's messy it's not particularly exciting it doesn't seem very clear and you don't always have all the answers and we will never have all the answers in life but we have to be willing to know that you know what if something is worth doing it's worth starting right so let me just say that again if something is worth doing that means if something drops on your heart in your mind an idea it is worth starting because the only way you're going to know is to start so here i am now on the first of april 2022 i love april because that's my birth month and my my lovely husband's birth month as well so april is a big month for me and here we are beginning of q2 2022 and a lot has happened over the last what two years beginning of this year and as i reflect on 10 years of evolving from a mommy blogger to a digital ceo i think what would i love to what would i love to share with other people what do I want my children to learn from this process? What do I wish my younger person could have learned from who I've become today? And I just thought I would share five sets, five specific lessons I've picked up along the way that I would love to share with other people. Now, for those who don't know me, my name is Yeti Williams. And I'm, I'm doing that again because, you know, it's really important to remind ourselves that Every time somebody comes across you might be the first time they've ever heard about you. And so I want you to know that I'm always willing to connect with other people because I don't think I'm that special, right? My only focus in life has been trying to be as true to myself as possible and not being scared to hear no, not being scared to get pushed back. And when you're not scared of that, you are able to actually show up right? You're always going to be fearful. There's always going to be fear and uncertainty and concerns and, oh my God, should I really be doing this? And this doesn't make sense and all of that. We will always have questions. What we do with the questions, what we do with the roadblocks, what we do with the challenges and uncertainties, and what makes all the difference between starting an idea that fizzles out or starting an idea that becomes a business, that becomes a globally relevant um, brand, right? That all started while I was a stay-at-home mom with a two-year-old and a baby. So that's why I'm always bringing it back to who I am, where I started from, and to make it clear that, look, if I can do it, anybody can do it. And some of the things that we need to focus on, all of us have the, cap all of us have the capacity and ability to focus on that. So the first thing I would say I've learned through this journey so far is attitude. It really all starts with your attitude and your mindset. If you believe you can, Usually you can, but if you believe you can't, guess what? You're also right. You can't. And, um, that's a famous quote I've picked up somewhere and it's really stuck with me that whether you think you can, or you think you can't, you are correct. That means you are in the driving seat. So your attitude makes all the difference. I'm not trying to downplay the fact that the things that are, that are going to happen, the challenges you're going to face, the things that happen in your upbringing, your childhood, your family background, 
with your school environment that you didn't choose. You might not have liked, you might have liked to replace it, but it's very important. We never stay in the place of a pity party and we never stay in that place of poor me because what has happened has happened. You can't do anything about what has happened. What you can do something about is your attitude, your mindset, and your actions from that. You can look at things and unpack it so that you can, guess what, take those things again and try to reconstruct them in a way that serves you. Because not everything that happened to you serves you. Neither is it that everything that, um, that, that everything that is bad or things that you were not pleasant, neither do those things have to crush you right? So it's about having that attitude and mindset that says, I can do it. I can show up. I can learn. I can try new things, right? I can ask questions. Every day is a gift. Every day you're here is another day to give it a shot. Every day you're here is another day to go in a direction that you want. And like I tell a lot of my clients, you are not a tree. If you don't like what you're getting, you don't like what life is giving you, you don't like the results you're with, you're sitting with, you can either sit and wallow in that or you can say, there's something right now that makes me uncomfortable or I want something different and I have the capacity to make that change. Of course, how you make the change becomes where the work is, but what you want needs to be very clear. And we need to even teach our children from a young age to be clear in the moment, in the season, to know what they want. So that's what I'll start with is your attitude is critical. Your attitude is the is the glue, is the beginning of it all. So what do you want? In my case, when I started Lagos Moms and my business, my digital business, I just knew that I wanted to solve a problem. I wanted to be a connector to provide resources for other mothers, other new moms who had questions about parenting based out of Lagos, Nigeria. That was what I wanted at the time. And that was why I started what I started because I figured, hey, what's the worst that will happen? I've taken time out from work anyway. I didn't think too far. I didn't think about becoming a unicorn or anything. I just wanted to provide a solution. And I was learning as I went. I wasn't a tech lover. I didn't have all this experience then, but I was willing to try. And because I tried and I started, I got going. So attitude is important because the way you see the world, whether you see the cup as half full or half empty, I know a lot of us know those things, we hear them, but you need to sit with it and let it really resonate with you. What is your attitude about your life? Forget your children and your family and your spouse and your job and your work and all of that. I, I mean, forget them for the moment. Of course, they're very, very important. But what really is your attitude about your life, about your future, about what you want, about what you see going on around you? That is really important. So if you've never done that exercise, I need you to do that. What's your attitude? What kind of mindset do you have? Is it a growth mindset? Is it one that thinks about the opportunities? The one that thinks, you know what, I can figure things out. The one that knows that what you want is valid. Then the question becomes, how do you get it? And just like your GPS can go in many different directions, right? Your Google Maps can tell you, do you want to go? Do you want to avoid highways? Do you want to avoid traffic, you know, it can ask you if you want to avoid certain things, but at the end of the day, you have to put in an address or you have to put in an area or a street. You have to have a destination. And when you have a rough idea destination, you can start to navigate. And that's the same thing with life. Our body, our mind, our thoughts, the people in it help to guide us in a direction, but you can't just coast and hope for the best because you know what? Hope is not a strategy. So that's number one. What is your attitude? How do you see the world? How do you think about your abilities? And are you clear on what you want? 
Of course, with flexibility, which brings me to my second point, which is being willing to learn. Nobody has all the answers. Nobody. Right? So it's really important to also make sure that we're benchmarking ourselves to ourselves. I just want to say that again. Let's benchmark ourselves to ourselves because you cannot compare yourself to anybody else right? You cannot compare yourself to anybody else. I want to just say that again. And the best person to benchmark yourself to is yourself. So I'm not the same person I was a year ago. I'm not the same person I was five years ago. And I'm definitely not the same person I was 10 years ago, right? So I need to be able to look at myself and say, am I growing? What areas do I need to grow in? What areas do I need to learn? What do I need to drop? And what do I need to stop doing? What do I need to start doing? What do I need to keep doing more of? So it's really important that we're willing to learn. We have that growth mindset that says that the brain is malleable. I can learn anything that I really put my mind to. And so when you lead with that on a daily basis, you are a stronger person. And your children pick that up. When your children pick up that, you know what? Mom has an attitude of, I can do this. I can learn. I can figure it out. I can get the answers I need. I can get the right people in my life to support me. It's a very powerful way to live and show up fully. So when I talk about abundant living, abundance for me is the idea that you have and you have more than enough. To have more than enough, you can't be thinking lack. You can't be thinking you know, poverty. You can't be thinking small. You have to think with a view of arms open, the world is open, the universe is there for you, the world and things are happening for you, not to you. It's a very different way of thinking. So that willingness to learn, the willingness to accept you, have, you don't have all the answers, willing to try new things that might not be working, willing to, to, to do things differently. And guess what? Also being able to sit down and think about what is working. There's some things that are, that are working pretty well for you, for your family, for the season you're in. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. So you have to be able to look at that and decide, you know what? I have to keep doing more of this. So that's the, so the attitude is critical, but then you got to be willing to learn and try new things to see what's working and keep growing and accepting you don't know it all. And there's nothing like a stupid question. There's nothing like, oh my goodness, how did you not know that? If I didn't know it, I didn't know it. And I want to find out, so I'm going to ask, right? So that's the willingness to learn. The third thing I've learned so far, because I say so far, we're all learning every day is in addition to attitude and having a willingness to learn is time management. We all only have 24 hours, seven days a week. That's all we have. And we have no clue how, we're, how long we're here for, but we hope to live a nice, long, full life. But how you use your every moment adds up to your tomorrow. So are you disciplined with your time? You know, when I work with clients and, my, um, and women who want to design their lives for abundance, we work on all of this stuff. And one of the areas we work on really is your time management skills. And we start by doing a time audit. Most people are going to tell you they're too busy. Their to-do list never ends. They don't get through all the stuff they have to do. They wish they had more time. But I keep saying, you know what, let's bring it all back. If we, if, 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 if we got 24 hours, that's because that's what God gave us, 24 hours a day. And you have to fit everything you want to do within the 24 hours. So start with a time audit. How do you actually spend your time? You'll be amazed what you spend time on and you're not even aware that you're spending a lot of time on things that are not serving you or moving you in the direction you want to go. So for example, one of your goals could be, you know what, I want to work on my business. What does that mean? That's very broad. 
do you want to get better with getting new customers or deepening relationships or even podcasting, right? I'm not the most um, regular podcaster because I have many other things going, but I think it's important to come and have a regular podcasting show. So I'm currently working on a time audit now to really see how do I spend my time to ensure that what I want, which is to podcast more regularly, whether it's monthly, weekly, bi-monthly, whatever it is, I need to walk backwards to figure out how I'm going to make it happen. So time management and being disciplined with your time is very important. You can't achieve anything if you don't use your time and be a good custodian of your time. So I recommend that you do a bit of a time audit if you've never done it before. Just take track of how, uh, take track of how you spend your time. No judgment. Don't, don't label anything waste of time, not waste of time. Just do that for a few days if you want to or a whole 24-hour period. If your days are pretty typical, then you can just do it for 24 hours and then start to look backwards and think, how do you get more time for yourself? And I'm talking about quality time. You're not going to have more than 24 hours, but there's a way you can spend your time that can make all the difference between going to bed feeling like you didn't get anything done and going to bed feeling pretty fulfilled that you achieved what you wanted to achieve in that day and the things that you didn't get to two things can happen. You either delegate them and move them maybe to another person to do or move it to another day to do, or you delete it and think, okay, if I didn't get through that in this day, is it still important and do I need to move on with it or do I just need to let it go? Right? So time management is critical. You own your time. You know, you'll be amazed when you do that audit, how much time you maybe you spend scrolling on social media and you haven't even thought about it. If you don't have one of those apps, I would also recommend you download that and you just kind of check how you're spending your time. So that's one thing I've learned on my journey so far is the way I spend my time makes all the difference. I can waste it or I can use it in a very intentional way that whatever I'm deciding to do in the season I'm in, I'm doing the right things I need in that season to move me in the right direction, right? So that's the third one. The next one would be in terms of my network. I've definitely learned that, you know, networking is absolutely everything. You know, um, the future of the, the future that we're going to design is going to come from collaboration. It's going to come from connecting with the right people. I'm not talking about network from a perspective of who you know and who's going to open doors for you and give you favors. No, I'm talking about the fact that as human beings, we're meant to be social. We're meant to collaborate. We're meant to connect with other people. And when you come from a place of value add and adding value, you're going to attract the same. So I hate when I hear women say, say things like women don't support women. And I keep asking, what, what women are you talking to? Do, are you a supportive woman yourself? Because I've only met an amazing community of people ever since I started my online life. I've met so many women, so many amazing business owners, so many individuals, period, not just women, women and men as well. And you know, when you reach out with the right energy and the right vibe and you know why you're connecting and you're offering value and you're honestly caring about the person across you, whether it's on the phone, across social media, in an, in a physical event, they're going to give you the same. And at the same time, we need to be comfortable realizing that not everybody's meant for us. Not everybody's meant to be in our lives. So we need to understand that our network and the people you spend time with, people you spend time talking to, the relationships you cultivate, make all the difference, make all the difference. And sometimes when I'm thinking of something and stewing on something and wondering how I'm going to do something, all I need is to talk to somebody in my network and they give me a suggestion. 
or they tell me, well, did you consider it, consider this? Or maybe you need to talk to this person who's also gone down this journey and who might be able to support you. So it's really important as women, we're comfortable with building our network. You know, there's a saying that um, your net worth, your net work determines your net worth. Right, and all these cutesy things, a lot of us can repeat it, but not a lot of us necessarily know how to apply it in our lives on a daily, consistent basis. Think about who you spend time with. Are you actively cultivating the right relationships? If you're not, you can start today. Growing up, I wasn't somebody who had a lot of friends, I had a few friends, but I can't say I necessarily was as intentional as I am now about cultivating relationships. And it's something I've learned as I've gotten older. And I definitely realize the, the value for a quality network that you nurture. So don't only get in touch with people when you need something. That's another thing we need to remember. Everybody's busy. Everybody got stuff going on. But through my journey growing in my business, I've realized that networking is absolutely critical because you want to make sure that there are people who are thinking about you and who are thinking about opportunities as well for you, even when you're not in the room. And they're going to give you a call or send you something that speaks to what you're doing because they know that's the journey you're on. So I've realized that network is absolutely critical and it's something that I'm intentionally continuing to build and nurture. The next is the ability to take feedback, right? Feedback is important. There's no way we're going to learn if we don't get feedback. There's no way. And I think as a business owner, it's also being comfortable asking for feedback and knowing that feedback can go in any direction. So don't, almost remove the emotion from the request for feedback and remove the emotion from receiving the feedback, which means feedback is just that. It's just feedback. It's somebody's opinion about your products or your services. And there's always a lesson to be learned there. If they like what you've offered them, they're going to say good things, right? But if they tell you, oh, that was great, you haven't le really learned that much. So it's important that we also learn how to ask the right questions so we can get the right feedback and the right information. Now, one of the businesses I've evolved out of what I do from mommy blogging to digital CEO is I'm actually a coach. I'm, I love coaching women to design their lives for abundance, taking in everything that we deal with, motherhood and, you know, maybe work or business or stay at home or whatever it is, raising children, figuring out who you are, what you want. All of that is, is, is part of life. But how do you design your life for abundance in the midst of everything going on? And, um... I've had to get, I've learned to get comfortable asking for their feedback because that's such a nuanced process that everybody's opinion is going to be very different. But asking for feedback, what did you like? What worked for you? Did you know, how did I help you achieve your goals per session? Those types of information, you know, that type of feedback is invaluable. I've had, I've had only one client so far that gave me really, that gave me feedback that wasn't so great. And they felt that, you know, they weren't really getting what they wanted through this coaching for her to, to, to launch her, her business. And when I asked, okay, what exactly is it you would like to achieve? If you could say two or three things for you, where what you expected from this, um, from this coaching, um, as, you know, engagement, she wasn't very clear on what she wanted to achieve. She just felt she wasn't getting it, but couldn't quite say what she wanted to get instead. Now, you can imagine that could leave both people a little awkward, the coach and the client, if somebody just feels they're not getting what they thought they would get, but at the same time, they can't verbalize what they want to get or what they want to achieve, and they weren't willing to trust the process 
Because I believe that the process, if you trust it, your answer will evolve. So anyway, I'm sharing that. I'm being vulnerable and sharing that experience because it's something I've had to learn is positive feedback is great and we can all thrive on positive feedback. But what do you do when you have negative feedback? Right. So being able to deal with that, ask for the feedback, get the feedback and use the information is really important in growing your business successfully. Now, I want to bring my digital hat on here a little bit and talk about the tech side of things. So it doesn't matter what products or service or what niche you're in. Everybody needs an online presence. Everybody needs a digital platform, digital um, strategy as well. And analytics and data is really important for us, especially for those of us in the digital space. So I have a blog, for example, and being able to use analytics, I know who my audience is. I know where they're coming from. I know what content they're reading. I know what they're doing when they land on my website, how long they spend on it, where they go afterwards. Guess who benefits from that information? I do, but also my, my clients and my potential audience to my website does. Because every time you use data to make decisions, your decisions are much better. Because then you're not only going by your emotions, you're going by what is actually working or not working, or what people like or what people respond to. So no matter what tech tools you're using, there's always an analytical aspect that you have to get comfortable with using so that you can use that. And that's one thing I've definitely learned in my journey. Every time I've taken the time, I've literally put it in my calendar now to spend at least once a week going through data, pouring through analytics, reviewing feedback, reviewing comments, so that I'm using that to make the right decision for the future. So feedback is really, really important, right? So those are just some of the, I know there's so much we can cover, but I just felt like, you know what, um, as, we've, as we wrap up last month, March, celebrating International Women's Month, the theme for International Women's Day was break the bias. I, I was thinking, what kind of bias are we breaking? And we're breaking so many things. We're breaking the bias that suggests that you have to choose between a successful career and a successful home and family life. Who says we have to choose? I believe we truly can have it all because abundance is about having it all, having more than enough, having what you need in the season that you need it, and having more than enough so you can give more of yourself to the people that matter to you, to the cause that matters to you, to the things that you are doing in your life that matter for you. And I think that's the special thing about the Ikigai that I mentioned is that beautiful intersection between what you love to do what the world needs, what you're good at, and what you're going to be paid for. Money is simply a tool to get the things that you want to get. It's just the currency of life. And so I deserve it, you deserve it. And if you're doing good work and giving value, you should get paid for that. So also as a woman in business who started from passion to to profit, I understand what it feels like to struggle sometimes with how to move from doing something from your heart to doing something that is also from your heart, but also helps you to build your wealth. You're supposed to make that transition. And I remember when I had a very clear, um, you know, clear message dropped in my heart that it can intersect. It's supposed to intersect. And it's so much more beautiful when you're doing something that you're passionate about, you are good at, you're willing to learn, you have the right attitude to life, you're disciplined with your time, 
you have a great network in your life, people that support you, people that, you know, you can get real information from and get guidance and coaching from, you know, so a little bit more than just an accountability partner, but people in your life that when you go to them for a particular goal or project you're working on, they're able to help you with what you need to move ahead. And that's what great coaching does. It helps you get, it helps you go where you're headed, probably faster and probably further and more consistently than if you were trying to figure it out all by yourself, right? So I really hope you enjoy this um, this particular episode and um, welcome to, you know, Q2. And I really wish that all of us, all of us will take the time to look inward and ask ourselves if we're living our most abundant lives. And if you want to look 10 years down the line, because that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm 10 years from being a stay-at-home mommy blogger who just started an idea to somebody who's now a global digital CEO who works across countries, who has multiple clients, and who has connected with people across the world that I never thought I would, but just because I was willing to start and just because I was willing to give it a shot. So you can do that. And that's my gift to you today as we kick off April 2022. Whenever you listen to this, it will still be relevant. It's the fact that when you want to do something and something is on your heart, it's worth starting because you can only grow if you start. All right. I'm going to drop the notes to the resources I mentioned um, in the episode. And um, I look forward to talking to you soon. And feel free to connect with me on social media at Yeti Williams on Instagram and at Lagos Moms for my parenting resources. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Bye.